You're listening to the Life with Old Dogs podcast, and I'm your host, Dawn Mimnaw, primary caretaker of all of our wonderful senior German Shepherds right here at Woody's Place Senior German Shepherd Sanctuary. All righty. Hey there, folks. Welcome back. So this uh, this week's podcast episode was actually last week's podcast episode and recording whatever was totally messed up. Uh, this is actually my eighth time recording it. So fingers crossed this one takes. <laughs> All right. So in this week's podcast episode, I'm covering the different varieties of dog food. I'm not talking about dog food brands. I'm talking about different varieties in the in the sense that we have kibble or dry food we have canned otherwise known as wet food um, dehydrated freeze-dried commercial brand raw and homemade raw and home cooked so what i'm going to do this week is i'm going to cover what i believe are the pros and cons of each to help you make an informed decision with which one you which variety you would prefer to use for your dog right off the bat i'm going to tell you right now we use a variety here at Woody's Place Senior German Shepherd Sanctuary. So we do we do use a high quality kibble. I I try not to use that um, as often as I do the others, but we do use all of them: the freeze dried, dehydrated, canned, um, raw. We don't typically buy commercial brand raw. We will we'll just do raw here ourselves. But the biggest variety that I use is home cooked. I love home cooking for, well, first of all, I home cook all the time for Mr. Woody's Place and I. I just love it. It's something that I, I find very therapeutic. I'm always in the kitchen. I love having my hands in ingredients and stuff like that. And it just kind of spilled over to um, the residents of Woody's Place. I love cooking for them. And, um, so much so that I went ahead and I became a uh, race certified pet nutrition coach <laughs> so that I can make sure that what I was feeding them was, uh, of course, helping them and not uh, doing any harm. So enough of that. All right. Choosing choosing the right brand of dog food, it can be a daunting test. I mean, if you go into any big box pet food store or you go, you know, look up like dog food online at the major distributors, um, Amazon, Chewy, Pet Flow, all of them. Oh my gosh. I mean, your head can spin with all the different types of dog foods out there, the brands and the types and the varieties as well. Um, yeah. So, Obviously, coming up with the best can, I mean, it's almost like you need a college degree <laughs> and to be a sleuth to figure out which one is is the best. And clearly what might be best for your dog may not be what's best for your sister's dog or your neighbor or whatever. Picking a dog food, the brand, flavor even, and the variety is a very, very personal preference. And most people make that decision based on veterinary advice, um, scientific research, and most of all, marketing, the marketing and advertising, which really comes at us like uh, just a pack of, you know, hungry wolves. <laughs> um, there are six major pet food marketers here in the United States. It's a $30 billion industry, and they all want our money. So um, this, to me, is one of the cons, clear across the board, whether you do commercial, I'm sorry, whether you do kibble, canned, um, dehydrated, freeze-dried, whatever. If you're buying your dog's food from the store, there's marketing and advertising involved. And <clears throat> sometimes, and I'm not saying this is all the time, but a lot of the time, they're 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 really churching up the the images on the bags and trying to make it look like it's it's real ingredients and 
wholesome and nutritious and, and, you know, the best that you could possibly do for your dog. But is it really? Um, we're going to get into that. So for me, clear across the board, one of the biggest cons in, in every variety here that I'm going to go through <laughs> and con, like maybe pun intended, is is marketing and advertising. Um, like I said, you know, they all want your money. Sometimes there's vague descriptions being used on these bags. Sometimes they're out and out misleading and deceptive. And, um, you know, think of ingredient, ingredient uh, words on the, on the bag or in the ingredients say all natural, but it's not really, um, or the ingredients are questionable, uh, questionably sourced. So clear across the board, marketing and advertising is a big con for me. Um, that is that is me by nature. Number one, you really you really have to win me over. And um, someone once told me I have a good bullshit barometer, and I do. And I'm um, not exactly you know afraid to call somebody out on their crap, especially if that means what they're selling me is going to hurt myself, my family, or any of these animals in my care. Like you really got to win me over. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Let's get into it. Uh, kibble is the first variety. Um, it's the most common. It's uh, it's um, the most convenient. It's the most affordable, really. Um, and and the marketers have us convinced that we don't need to think twice about using their product. That um, in that bag, it's just one and done. That's all our dogs are ever going to need from the time they're born to the time they die. <laughs> but um, is it really? <laughs> so let's just get into the pros. Um, number one, super, it's super readily available unless there's like a pandemic, but it's, it's like in every grocery store. It's even in the dollar store. Um, a lot of the times you, you'll even find an aisle in a hardware store that sells it. I mean, it's, it's readily available. Um, now there are, of course, it's a wide spectrum of kibble and you have, you know, some that's not so great. And then you have a, a, a high quality kibble and then you have middle of the road. Um, so obviously if you're, you know, you live in a, you live in an area like me, that's, it's a rural area. Um, you know, we don't, it's like 30 minutes to the closest Walmart. Like we're not, you know, we, we have woods, <laughs> we, we have woods creeks and rivers and lakes. That's what we have. Deer. Um, so we don't have like, you know, a high quality kibble here in the dollar store, local mom pop grocery store or whatever. It's, it's, it's typical like lower end um, um, kibble. So, but you know what, if that's what somebody can afford, or if they just don't know any better, they can walk right into the dollar store or the local mom pop grocery store and, and pick up that bag of kibble. So it's pretty much sold in, um, all grocery stores and big box pet food stores, small boutiques, um, online, you can, you can get it. Um, Another another pro about it is it's it's reasonably priced. It has a re relatively decent price point. Again, you know, you you have a, a higher end up here. I'm thinking like from that's what we get. Um, Royal Canaan, that's another one. Um, they're they're up at the higher end of the echelon of dog food. Uh, then you have like the lower end down down here. That's kind of like the Benefuls and the Old Roy's and stuff like that, where. You know, you can you can get like a 40 pound bag of dog food for like 30 bucks or something like that. So um, the price point is is uh, pretty, pretty decent. It has a good shelf life. Uh, so if you're well, I mean, it can sit on a shelf for a long time. I mean, years, to be honest with you. And when you open the bag, the ingredients will still be fresh because they're so well-preserved, but it has a good shelf life. Uh, but when once you open that bag um, and, and it's exposed to air, then it starts to oxidize. So then the shelf life isn't years. You know, you need to use it really within, I, I would say, no longer than a month, honestly. But I know other people, it could be like a couple of months that... Um, 
and it's still fresh in their mind. But the point is, it, it does last a whole lot longer than like a home-cooked meal. Another pro is it comes in a variety of flavors and options. I mean, if you your dog doesn't like chicken or turkey, you can do beef or venison. Um, you know, there's there's duck, there's white fish, there's there's tons of tons of flavors available. Um, options, different options. Uh, you know, if your dog's overweight, you can get a, a reduced um, reduced calorie kibble. Uh, if your dog has allergies, you can get a limited ingredient kibble, um, grain-free kibble. So uh, even if your dog has kidney issues, you can get um, a K&D uh, kibble. So there's, there's, uh, there's quite a few options out there. And they all claim to be um, nutritionally balanced for your dog. Um, the last is it, it is one and done. I mean, you look you look at the bag, uh, the back of the bag tells you how many cups to give your dog who weighs X amount of weight, um, tells you how much to give in a day. You can either give it once a day um, or you can give it twice a day, but it is literally scooping the food out of the bag and putting it in your dog's bowl, one and done, call it a day, call it good, whatever you want to say. All right, time, time for the other boot to drop. <laughs> the cons of kibble. Uh, again, already covered the big one for me, and that is the dangers of um, marketing and advertising. Do your due diligence. I'm, I'm telling you now because they, you know, there's quite a few out there selling you rainbows and sunshine. All right, you got to do your due diligence and know the manufacturer who you're getting your kibble from. Look into them, research them, know their story. Um, you also want to be knowledgeable about reading the ingredients, okay? If they're they're telling you on the bag that it's loaded with antioxidants, and you know you're looking at um, you're looking at the ingredients and salt, salt is 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 a key ingredient because anything any ingredient that comes after salt is like minuscule. <laughs> so basically, if they're saying that it's loaded with antioxidants and you see something about blueberries after salt in the ingredients, you're you're basically getting a blueberry in a 40-pound bag. <laughs> so good, good for you. Uh, I'm serious. I'm serious. So, um, you know, definitely vague and misleading wording on packages. So... Again, can't stress it enough. Do your due diligence. All right. Um, another con is kibble. <laughs> kibble can be loaded with preservatives, additives, and food coloring. Um, just ingredients like that that have no nutritional benefit for your dog. In fact, they're harmful. Okay. Like if you have a child, you wouldn't be giving your child Skittles every day, twice a day, because you know they're not good for your child. You know they're loaded with additives and food coloring and stuff like that. I mean, is it okay sometimes? Sure, it is. That's why it's a treat. Um, because it tastes good, right? And it's it's so colorful and it looks so pretty and you know, kind of makes people happy. I guess, you know, if you're into that stuff, but um, it's the same with, with kibble. And again, you know, do your due diligence because there are some that are, that are better than others. So I'm thinking like, you know, of a Beneful, honestly, when I look at Beneful, I just cringe. I'm sorry. If you feed your dog Beneful, please, there are, there are way better choices than that. But, you know, when you when you look at the kibble itself and it's it's red and it's brown and it's kind of orange and it's it's yellow and green and stuff like that that does not represent you know beef spinach and carrots <laughs> that's that's not what that's about it's food coloring and it's bad uh as are the preservatives and additives that um lend to that super long shelf life there is a price to pay for that and it's your dog's health Another big con for me is, again, and I'm not talking about all kibble here. I'm talking about, you know, some kibble. <laughs> again, because there are um, manufacturers out there, they're usually smaller, that um, aren't doing, uh, you know, what, what 
maybe bigger manufacturers are doing. So another con for me would be low quality and even questionable ingredients, okay? So if you're looking again at the at the label, say let's just say it's, you know, loaded with protein or whatever, and you're looking at the ingredients of the bag and you see, uh, you know, four or five different types of peas or you know, variations of peas in your bag where it's pea protein powder or protein what pea whatever. Um there's that that's a red flag, right? You don't want that. That's a cheap filler. That's a cheap excuse for protein. They're not offering you lean, fresh meat. They're they're selling you protein, but it's it's a it's a filler. It's just a lower end, and it's not it's not good for your dogs. Um, the questionable ingredients, and there have been some horror stories, folks. If if you if you read about this. Um, it's it's no joke about you know manufacturers of of dog food getting sick and dead animals from slaughterhouses seriously roadkill i'm not joking you know in in the food being called meat byproduct that's a that's um to me if i'm spending $100 on a bag of dog food and I see meat byproduct, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it because they are not saying exactly what that meat is and where it was sourced from. And to me, that is a greasy marketing tactic. So again, do your due diligence because you want what's best for your dog. I know you do. Sorry. Uh, kibble also has a tendency to be pretty carb heavy, which is something else you don't want for your dog. Um, recalls, salmonella, E. coli, certain level of mycotoxins, uh, too much vitamin A, too much vitamin D. Um, these are all scary things. And we, we are trusting these manufacturers to keep our dogs healthy. But then accidents, accidents like this happen, right? And for me, again, one and done. If um, you know, I I'm with a pet food company for certain reasons, and there's a um, there's a, a a pet food recall, and I know my dog has eaten that. Trust is gone. I'm a tough customer. <laughs> Another con is the the very process of making the kibble is actually a carcinogen to our dogs. So they take whatever ingredients they're using. Again, they could be higher end um, ingredients or they could be, you know, the stuff on the floor of the slaughterhouse. And they basically cook the bejesus out of it at a high pressure and a high temperature. And they, in a sense, cook all the nutrients out of, of the ingredients um, and that is, that's an, that's a carcinogen. That would be like us eating, that would be like us breaking out our Blackstone grill, you know, and cooking up hot dogs and hamburgers every night on the, the grill. And it's nice and charbroiled on the outside and all that stuff. It's a carcinogen. I mean, yeah. Do we like it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the most, but would you eat it every night? Uh, no, because you know, it's not healthy for you and you know, it's a carcinogen. It's the exact same with kibble. And as I, I just touched base on, it does cook the nutrients out. And then the manufacturers add synthetic um, vitamins and minerals at the end. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a debate about synthetic vitamins. Um, if you take a multivitamin, it's a synthetic. It's a, it's a synthetic ingredient. And does it work? I mean, yeah. It does. There's, you know, some debate about that. But is it better to get the actual ingredient from the actual, I'm sorry, the actual vitamin from the actual ingredient in the food? Yeah, we we can all agree that that's best for us, just like it is our dogs. All right. And as I touched base earlier, once you open that bag, it starts to oxidize. There's typically fat sprayed on the kibble um, that makes it appealing to your dog. Uh, once that fat is exposed to the air, it starts to become rancid. Uh, the vitamins also start to uh, deplete. So you want to use that or diminish, sorry. You want to use that bag as quickly as possible. A uh, little side note about this. So the how you store the, your kibble. Um, 
some of them have like a, a nice like um like kind of like a Ziploc seal on the top that you can just, you know, use, scoop out what you want and then reseal it. And that's great. Others don't. Others, you have to like cut it open. So here's what I do here at the sanctuary. I have um, plastic containers on wheels with lids. However, I do not dump the dog food in that plastic container. I leave it in the bag um, and then I put the whole bag in the plastic container. Uh, the reason I do this is because, again, that fat on the kibble, um, it can build up in the plastic container. You'll, you'll see it. It's like a film on, on the container, uh, the inside of the container, and um, it's rancid and it can make your dog sick. The other thing is kibble itself kind of etches the inside of the plastic container and uh, that you know, makes it susceptible to bacteria being built up in there and germs and stuff like that. And if you don't clean it out again, your dog, you know, your dog's, it's, it would be like us uh, having a steak and eating off the same plate for a month without cleaning it. It's just gross. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, I know I'm kind of talking fast, but I got a lot of, I got like 12 pages of notes. I got a lot to cover here. <laughs> Next is canned, otherwise known as uh, wet dog food. Um, it's it's the next most popular variety of dog food. Uh, but is it better for them? All right, we're going to find out. So let's jump right into the pros. It is actually better than kibble in the sense that it's wet. So it's hydrated. And this is fantastic for dogs who have, who have a... Um, are prone to becoming dehydrated. Uh, maybe they just don't drink enough. Maybe you live in a really hot climate. Um, maybe they're older and they just, you know, or they're on medication that that um, dries them out some. So it's it's good in that sense. The other thing is if you have a dog that's older or even younger and they have um, problems with their teeth or they're missing teeth, um, obviously, you know, they're not going to be able to chew kibble. If you give them kibble, they're probably just swallowing it. And how 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 great is that? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> like nobody just wants to swallow their food and your dog doesn't want to either. Um, canned is better, all right? Because they can, if they don't have teeth, they can kind of slosh it around in their mouth a little bit. And um, yeah, it's just better for them if they have dental problems. Um, just like canned, it is nutritionally, I'm sorry, just like kibble, it is nutritionally balanced. Uh, it also comes in different, um, flavors, right? Just like, just like I was talking about with kibble, chicken, beef, uh, venison, turkey, duck, whitefish, there's, there's salmon, there's definitely different varieties. Um, canned food also comes in different textures. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and when I say different textures, I mean like you can go and get pate, just like cat food, um, or you can get something that looks sort of like beef stew, right? With with chunks in it, with actual chunks in it and um, real food that you can actually see. Um, and I would think this would be, you know, pretty appealing to all dogs, but it's it's especially appealing to picky dogs. Uh, again, because of the, the moisture content, it's easier to digest than kibble. And also, if you have a dog that has like some GI problems, um, like maybe diarrhea, or I'm sorry, not diarrhea, constipation, it helps with that because, again, it has a higher moisture content. Another pro about canned is um, <clears throat> the protein is usually higher and the carbs are usually lower, which I... To me, I think it's fantastic. Um, also, because they're in a can, they are airtight, so they don't need uh, a whole lot of synthetic preservatives, which I was I was mentioning earlier. Any ingredients that are in it, um, like meats, retain their natural taste and flavors uh, better than they would in a kibble. Um, there's no prep work, and the shelf life is good. Cons of cans. <laughs> Cons of canned dog food. It can be expensive. Holy smokes. I mean, it really can be expensive. All joking aside. I mean, this, <laughs> um, I was looking, I was looking, uh, I guess about, about a week and a half ago, I was, uh, in, uh, in our local, um, ag store and I was looking at, uh, I was in the pet food aisle uh, and I do, I just, I just go in there and I'm like, a, it's like a moth to a flame. I'm just sucked right in and I'm reading labels and checking prices and, 
you know, all this other stuff. And anyway, I was looking at um, canned dog food. And of course, you know, they have like, again, lower end canned dog food where you can get like a, you know, 10 ounce can or something, maybe an eight ounce can, something along those lines for $2, uh, which, you know, isn't, I don't really think it's going to break the bank. Um, Sorry, I just had to take a little break there for a second. But getting back to this, okay, the price of canned canned dog food. So, okay, um, I forget what I was saying. But anyway, a 12-ounce can. Let's say a 12-ounce can of dog food for Atticus. Uh, Atticus weighs about 100 pounds. So Atticus would need about six cans of six 12-ounce cans of dog food a day if I was just feeding him canned dog food. So, okay, you know, if they were two bucks a can, you know, we don't pay tax. So if it was $2 a can times six, that's $12. That's not horrible. I guess if you just have one dog, if you have multiple dogs, that that adds up. But then you have cans of dog food that are like $5 a can. So if I'm feeding him six cans a day, then that's $30 for a decent can of dog food, all right? So then that definitely adds up. I mean, I'm not eating $30 worth of food a day myself. <laughs> Another con about canned dog food is um, is that it can lead to obesity. I think all, eating any kind of dog food can lead, uh, too much can lead to obesity. But, <clears throat> excuse me, it has a high fat content. So if you have an older inactive dog, you got to watch out for that. Just like uh, kibble, there's recalls. There's recalls on canned food as well. Also, like kibble, which I'm not sure I mentioned, but um, your dog can become prone to food allergies, food sensitivities, skin issues, ear issues, even behavioral problems from uh, certain ingredients in the food. But the biggest con for me for canned dog food is um, the BPA in the cans. Uh, just like us, you know, when you go to the the canned um, canned food aisle at the uh, grocery store, whether it be for canned, you know, vegetables or fruits or even canned pasta like ravioli or something like that, there's there's BPA in those cans, um, and then it leaches into the food. So if that's all you're feeding your dog, you need to be conscientious of that. All right, moving on to freeze dried and dehydrated. Uh, so they are similar, but they are processed a little bit differently. Um, freeze-dried goes through a process called sublimation. It is also 98 to 99%, uh, 98% to 99% of the moisture is removed. We're dehydrated, only about 90 to 95% of the moisture is removed from the ingredients. Both are, are in my opinion, uh, healthier options than canned and kibble. Oh, kibble for sure. <laughs> but both are pretty costly. All right, I'm doing these two together. So the pros, both are minimally processed, which is fantastic. I mean, some of, of it is even raw. So <clears throat> minimally processed um, retains all of its nutritional value for both of them. They, they're typically high-quality high ingredients. Now, they're, the six big pet food manufacturers have jumped on the freeze-dried and dehydrated gravy train, if you will. And uh, so, you know, I, I would definitely, um, I, I, like I said, pour over every bag anyway, but definitely read the package itself. Everybody's got a cell phone in their hand now. You know, if you're curious about a freeze-dried um, brand of food or dehydrated brand of food, whip out your phone. Start doing a little bit of investigating before you purchase that product because it is costly and it is an investment and you're buying it because you you think you're buying the best, right? So definitely, um, definitely, again, back to the marketing, check it out. Both are, are really easy to rehydrate. Um, so I use both. And uh, so right now we have um, Stella and Chewy freeze-dried duck patties. They look like uh, little hockey pucks <laughs> or little like 
burgers, sort of dried out burgers. And um, basically it tells you on the bag how much your dog will need. Um, you, you put them in a bowl. I break them up into little pieces because they rehydrate quicker that way. And um, <clears throat> you just pour warm water, hot water on top of them. Or uh, what I'll do is I do water as well, but um, what I do is we, I make bone broth for the dogs here. Um, I'll reheat bone broth for the dogs and then I'll pour that on top of the freeze dried or dehydrated. So they're getting additional, um, nutrients in the food as well. Both have a really good shelf life. Both are easy to store. Um, and, uh, both are really pretty compact. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of like the Stella and Chewy uh, duck patties. I mean, they come in a, a bag. It's not that big. It's nice and light. Um, it stores easy in the cabinet. Um, Freeze-dried food, just it's the same. Um, there's a like an Honest Kitchen or something like that. Dr. Harvey's also has that uh, dehydrated. Again, they'll either come in a, a bag that's not really that big or a box with a, a bag inside, like a liner bag inside, um, and it'll be like a powder substance or, you know, the ingredients that are just, you know, dehydrated. Um, so I like that. I like the fact that it's it's um, really easy to store and it's convenient and the shelf life is great without um, un any unnecessary uh, additives and preservatives. Okay, there are some cons to dehydrated and freeze-dried food, the one being expensive. Again, it's not cheap, but in my mind, um, it's a better product to feed the dogs here at Woody's Place, so I don't mind. Um, another thing is... And I, and I have found this with some of the ingredients, yeah, ingredients, some of the residents here, particularly Nona, um, they don't all love it. And I think it's because of the texture. Like it, it, it ends up looking like a pea soup sort of, um, and they don't love it. Like they're not really eating anything. They're just lapping, la lapping like a bowl of soup or something like that. So what I do is, um, a lot of you know, I do the home cooking and I do like a, a I do like a 70-30 split or an 80-20 split, or if it's a busy week work-wise and stuff like that, I'll even do like a 60-40 split. Like I'm doing, you know, kibble and canned or kibble and home cooked or kibble and freeze-dried and raw um, or dehydrated on top. So I, I mix it up. Um, and that's definitely what I do with the freeze-dried and dehydrated. I don't I don't give it to them just you know, just that. I'm always mixing it with something else because again, I do have some picky eaters here and they, yeah, for some reason they just don't like, I think that that texture or consistency that comes from the freeze dried and um, dehydrated. Um, and once again, I just mentioned about bigger manufacturers jumping on the, the gravy train here because they, they notice now um, dog food owners are perking up to um, what's what's been going on in the pet food world or the pet fooled world? Check out that video. <laughs> a little little side note here: if you got if you have Amazon Prime, check out the documentary Pet Fooled. It is phenomenal and it is an eye opener. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they've they've jumped on. So um, you know the prices might be a little lower for some some different types of freeze dried and dehydrated because the uh, ingredients are a lower quality. Um, and another con, and I mean, this isn't really a big one. Um, it's not always available in, first of all, it's really not available <laughs> in in um, some local grocery stores. And again, like where I am, <laughs> it's definitely not available here. Um, it's not available in dollar stores. You can get it online for sure. Um, you can get it in like pet boutique stores or holistic pet food stores, you know, the higher end pet pet food boutiques, I'm going to say. Um, bigger pet food stores like Petco, PetSmart, they're starting to carry them now too. Um, pet Value is a good one. They, they carry a lot of the freeze-dried and dehydrated. Um, it's like about 40 minutes from here. But, you know, again, I don't mind. Sometimes I got to get out of the sticks. So I go to over to Scranton and uh, 
be a part of civilization for a while. I'll go check out, you know, stores over there and the, you know, pet, pet smart and all that stuff, pet value and a couple of mom pop pet food stores. And then I I tell it out of of there because I remember I don't like, I don't like being in civilization. (laughs) All right. Next up is raw commercial brand raw. Now I know there's raw people do it at home and stuff like that, but I'm, I want to cover the commercial brand raw. Um, uh, all right. Uh, again, I I will grab commercial brand raw. Um, sometimes there's there's pet fresh. It comes in like a giant tube or in a bag or something like that. Um, the residents here they do like it. Uh, Brandy Brandy was Brandy toward the end. Oh my god, the poor the poor girl. I um I was using that for her predominantly, uh, but then she would also want like you know cans of Beneful, not cans like the cups of Beneful or whatever, you know, people donate stuff to us. And usually I put it in the pet food pantry, but I was trying to this one time, just trying to get her to eat something. And I thought, well, let me just try this and see. I mean, at that point, you know, she's, she's on her way out of this world. What difference does it make? She loved it. She loved it. But to me, it's like McDonald's, you know, or mixed sickness, as I like to call it. Like for some reason we're drawn to it. We eat it. We feel bad afterwards. We don't touch it again for a long time. Um, but yeah, she, she would go from the, um, the commercial brand raw to, to Beneful. <laughs> but the, the good thing about one of the good things about commercial brand raw is it provides all the nutritional benefits that we want from raw without the risks um, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are still risks again because recalls happen, but they go through such a stringent process of um, rules and regulations to get this raw into the freezers and refrigerators in our pet food stores that um, <clears throat> chances of something happening are a whole lot less than if it if if it was us just going to the store and and buying ingredients and whatnot, um, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> that's that's debatable. That really is. You really have to know what you're doing and know where your ingredients are coming from if you're going to do raw. Bottom line is there's always risks. All right, but a a pro to me about commercial brand raw is it is super convenient. It's already pre-made. They tell you how much you're supposed to give your dog, and that's that. Um, So I love that. And so do lots of dog parents who are working parents and have families and, you know, kids running off to sports activities and all kinds of stuff. Um, It's really convenient. And you feel a whole lot better giving it to your dog than a bag of kibble. At least I do anyway. Once again, it's super easy to portion out. You you just read like if you're if you're getting fresh pet and it's the tube, um, and there are different brands. Fresh pet just came to my mind. Literally tells you how much you're supposed to slice to give to your dog of a certain weight. So it's really easy. It's easy to store. Um, some of some of it is stored in the refrigerator. Others is stored um, in the freezer. So it's uh, really pretty easy to store. And I don't really think it takes up a whole lot of space, but that that could be a con for some people. Um, it's limited, if any, of preservatives, additives, and food coloring, which is also um, it's also a big plus for me. And another would be another pro would be it is the closest to evolutionary evolutionary biologically appropriate diets of ancestral dogs, which is appealing to a lot of people. All right. The cons. There's really not too many, Uh, but you do have to trust the company that is manufacturing the food. Again, can't stress it enough. I sound like a broken record. Do your due diligence. It can be expensive. It is pretty expensive, actually, if you're buying commercial brand raw dog food. Uh, It's not always great for sick dogs, um, dogs who are immunocompromised, because the the meat, if it's raw, still may contain pathogens that can may uh, make them sick. And uh, dogs who are older, geriatric or immunocompromised may have a harder time coming back from that, fighting that off. Um, again, if it's if it's uh, got to be 
main uh, frozen kept in the freezer it has to stay frozen until you're ready to use it and um, then it has to thaw out and then you you know you have to use it right away so that could be a drawback for some people another is um it's not as convenient in the sense that like if you're you're traveling let's just say you're camping or something like that um doesn't travel as well it's like a you know all the others the kibble the canned the freeze dried the dehydrated it, it's a little bit more of a um, just an, an added step, I would think. But if you're not traveling, then it's not a big deal. <laughs> okay. I saved what I feel is the best for last. All right. And that is home-cooked dog food. Um, obviously, as dog food or as dog parents, we want what's best for our dogs. There's no doubt about it. A lot of us want the best thing for our dogs because we love them. They're family, and we want them to be with us for as long as possible, enjoying their time here on Earth. So one way to ensure that your dog is getting the best nutrients possible is to cook yourself. If if you're into that thing, if you're not into that thing, I totally get it, but um, you know, I understand it may be a daunting test and, and again, it's time consuming and not everybody wants to be in the kitchen all the time, but there are so many benefits to cooking your dog's meal from scratch with your own two hands. <laughs> One right off the bat that I can think of is you have complete control over what is going into that meal. All right. Um, if you've been around the dog food black long enough, you know, you know that there are things in that bag of dog food, kibble, can, whatever, that you don't want your dog having. And somehow we just rationalize in our heads that, but that it has this, so that'll be good, you know? I mean, come on. Sometimes even the bag itself is bad and there's chemicals leaching into the food that we don't want. So maybe I'm a bit of a control freak. Again, I'm a tough customer and I know what I want and what I want, I don't see a lot of on the shelf. So I make it myself uh, because I feel I feel better about that. I know what ingredient it is, how much of, of the ingredient is going in there. Um, sometimes, like even out here where I am, and it's it's an agricultural area, I will go right to the farm store and uh, farm store, farm stand and buy the meat directly from the farmer. Um, I can see how these animals are living in the field before they end up um, being dinner somewhere. Uh, unfortunately, I know that sounds bad, but we all got to eat. Um, and our dogs are not, our dogs are not vegetarians. They're not, they're omnivores. So they need meat. They need it. All right. So um, there's no byproduct in it. There's no preservatives in it. There's no additives in it. I, I'm not putting food coloring in it. I'm not putting in any unnecessary ingredient um, to keep it on a shelf for 25 years or, or whatever. And the same can be for you if you choose to cook for your dog. Uh, another pro is by home cooking for your dog and adding the ingredients you want, you can tailor the meal to your dog's needs. You know, if you have a dog that's allergic to chicken, well, you don't add chicken. You don't add any chicken product to it. Um, if you have a dog who has um, diabetes, you can control what ingredients are going into this diet and portioning it out um, so that your dog is having its nutritional needs met without um, making its diabetes act up. So it's, it's totally customizable. Another another benefit or pro is variety. I mean, there's no shortages of options for home cooking for your dogs. And let me tell you something. I <laughs> There is not a time here at the sanctuary, nor has there been since I started cooking for the residents here of Woody's Place, that there is a speck of food left in their bowls after mealtime and they eat twice a day, once in the morning, once in the in the evening. I mean, they lick 
their bowls clean. And I mean that. And then after they lick their bowl clean, they're running over to someone else's bowl that walked away to lick their bowl to see if there's anything else in it. So they they are super, super excited to eat because it's real food and they need real food. It's minimally processed. So my motto for home cooking for the dogs is low and slow. Um, that means, you know, like right now I have, um, in my, um, instant pot, I have it on slow cooker right now. I have a whole roasting chicken in there. I have, um, some sweet potato in there. I have some carrots in there and I have bone broth in there and a little bit of golden paste in there. Um, I also have, I grow herbs here at the sanctuary. So I have thyme, I have parsley, and I have a little bit of marjoram in there for them as well. Um, and then once it's done, I'll add some blueberries to it or apples, something along those lines, maybe a little bit of pumpkin even. Um, and, and then I'll give it to the dogs. If, if I'm worried about it not being nutritionally balanced, which that's something I'm going to get into later on in this, this season, uh, uh, balancing the meals so that you're, you're making sure all their nutritional needs are met. You don't have to make sure every single meal is nutritionally balanced, okay? But you do have to make sure their nutrients are being met like within a certain amount of time. Um, but not every single meal needs to be nutritionally balanced. But that being said, you can add synthetic nutrients to their meals. Um, and there, there are commercial brand uh, varieties out there. I know Dr. Becker, uh, Karen Becker, she has a good one. It's called Meal Mix. And um, it um, comes in a box and there's uh, individual sleeves inside the box. And basically you just cut one of the sleeves open and it's, a, it's like a powdery substance and you add it directly to, to your dog's home cooked meal and stir it in. They don't know it's there. But then it's, it's voila, nutritionally balanced. So it's not, it's not as hard as some people make it out to be. That being said, though, it, it is a bit of an education, home cooking. Like you, you do need to know what you're doing because um, you can create imbalances and nutritional deficiencies if you don't. So you do need to know what you're doing. And like I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to help you with that uh, starting in the next podcast episode, as a matter of fact. Um, so yeah, it does take a little bit of an education. Um, another con for some people is it certainly isn't for me, but for some people is it is time consuming. It's an investment and uh, not everybody wants to do that. So if that's you and, and you don't want to cook for your dog, instead of um, just dulling out kibble, um, put an egg on top. Add, add to that kibble, okay? You could put an egg on top or you can, you know, if you're having chicken for dinner, um, you know, cook an extra chicken breast and shred it and put it in your dog's food. So just add, add to your dog's kibble um, home-cooked whole foods because they're, they're going to love it and they need it. Um, it. One thing that I that has disturbed me over the years, I mean, even from the time I was a little girl, was I never liked how people would get upset about a dog begging. Like if, if, you know, you're at a table and everybody's eating and there's Fido sitting on the floor just with these big eyes and maybe even drooling and just, you know, like, I, I want some too, I want some too. And then somebody, you know, gets upset and is like, you know, put him away, put him in another room because they're aggravated because the dog is begging. Well, why do you think that dog is begging? Because that dog has been eating kibble, which is cereal. It's basically cereal. <laughs> and we wouldn't eat cereal, you know, from the time we're born till the time we die every day throughout our lives and think that that's going to meet all of our nu nutri uh, nutrients, nutritional value, nutrients. <laughs> so um, why would it be the same for our dog? They need real food. Okay. They need real food. Um, and we're not giving it to them. I, I think kibble, I, I mean, some guy who was an electrician, and I covered this in the last episode, who was an electrician invented it. Do you think he really had dog's nutrient, uh, nutritional value in, in, um, in mind? No, he didn't. He was probably thinking about money 
and how to make it last as long as it possibly could, you know, to get people to buy it. And we've gotten so far away from what our dogs as a species should be eating that it's mind boggling. And then these big conglomerates come in and brainwash us to believe that we are supposed to buy that bag of kibble because that's all our dog needs. It's really crazy, really crazy. Um, And I'm not bashing people again who use kibble because I do from time to time again, because it is convenient, right? It is convenient. And, you know, if you give it to them, sometimes it's not going to hurt them. It's variety. It's part of the variety. I guess my, my point that I'm trying to make is when you're exclusively feeding that, that's, that's when it becomes a problem. I mean, there is a correlation between the high rates of cancer, autoimmune disease, diabetes, et cetera, in our dogs in today's day and age and that bag of food. All right. So just keep that in mind. Again, if you don't want to home cook for your dog, I totally get it, but add to their kibble. Add to it fresh foods, right? Um, like I said, scramble up an egg, put it in there, hard-boiled egg. That's like one of the easiest things you can do. And a large dog can have one egg a day. Um, and, and they'll be enticed for sure. They'll, they'll want to eat that. If you scramble it up and, you know, you don't want to give it to them raw, that's fine. If you want to scramble it up, just put it in their food, mix it in there, and they're going to go crazy. And then while you're at it, maybe even throw in a couple blueberries. <laughs> Uh, They may eat it, they may not, but it certainly will uh, give them more of what they need. All right, so another thing about, and I'm almost done here, but another thing about feeding a variety of different types of dog food, the kibble, the can, the freeze-dried, the dehydrated, the raw, whether it's commercial or you make it, and the home-cooked is... Your dog is now exposed to more ingredients, which lessens the chance of allergies, food allergies, sensitivity, and even boredom, all right? So you're you're broadening their horizon, you're expanding their palate, and um, they're going to love you for it. And also, and finally, whatever you're feeding your dog, please make sure it's high quality, high quality and minimally processed. Doing so plays a crucial role in preventing things like heart disease, cancer, obesity, and diabetes. And again, when your dog looks great and is healthy, you feel better. All right. I think this is the longest uh, episode this season, but we had a lot to cover. Thank you for hanging in there. Um, If you can think of any other pros and cons, I'd love to hear about it. All right. Just put it in the comment section and I'd love to have a chat about it with you. All right, folks, until next time, be well. Mm -hmm.